you've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Hello, yes. This is number one podcast in all of places where podcasts exist, but also not rated podcasts. So come in, listen, and take seat in my mind. We talk about all things. So come on in, have a seat. Hello, and welcome to episode 93 of the Mind Mind podcast with Stefan Taylor. I am Stefan Taylor. And we're, we're talking about lots of things. We always talk about lots of things. Really, there's never one subject I'm never too tired to talk about. Maybe there are some things actually, but I think that the main thing we should take away from this episode is that Metro 23, <laughs> Metro 2033 is a great game. <laughs> I remember finishing half of it and when I was younger and it, oh, actually, hang on. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, I am. I am good. I'm getting better every day. Yep. Yep. I feel that. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm just happy you're well. So, back to what I was saying. Metro 23 is a really good game. And I remember getting about halfway through it and kind of losing interest because I think better games were coming out or games that I deemed better. Probably just Call of Duty if I'm truly honest. So, I played them. And then... I went back because I realized I hadn't finished it and thought, I'm really going to finish this game. I'm going to finish this game. It took me about three days, I think, uh, on and off playing in that. So I finished that and I was a little confused with what I had to do at the ending, the kind of ending sequence. But overall, good story. Yeah, really good story. I think what really had me was by the time I got to the last kind of sequence, I was starting to run out of bullets because it's a survival horror game, what kind of happens is you have bullets to pay for guns and ammunition and med packs and stuff. So they're like the, that's the currency is bullets and you have bullets that are made and they're for shooting. (laughs) Because Russia's a place where apparently there's a lot of bullets, (laughs) military grade bullets or not, you can kind of find more money bullets then you can find actual shootable ammunition which creates this really sucky thing where you get all this money and what you spend the money on is essentially bullets so you're like trading bullets for bullets (laughs) which which is also an interesting concept you know fallout do a similar thing where they use the bottle cap system which is fine uh, I, I'm more, I'm actually more on board with the bottle cap system than I'm on board with the bullets. Cause I think bullets, yeah, as much as they're a good currency, they're also like a good means to an end really, isn't it? Like as far as shooting and shooting in a game goes, which yeah, you, you would say, right? Like, cause you use bullets to shoot out of guns. But what if you can only find, what if like the specific bullet was only a bullet for a gun that didn't exist anymore because it's apocalyptic, right? So that's the thing with Metro 2033 as well, is that everything's underground. They use the Metro system, 
which is like the underground train system in Russia, I guess. And it was actually a very successful book and then got turned into a game, which is maybe there's a movie. I don't know if there's a movie, but that would be a very cool movie to make, especially because they're kind of everybody loves an apocalyptic, an apocalypse movie, I guess, or an apocalypse TV show. I mean, look at uh, Snowpiercer. You know, that's a that's a pretty great TV show, whether it's the TV show or the movie. The movie's cool too, but yeah, the um yeah, I do like the the TV show as well. Mainly because I like Sean Bean. I like seeing Sean Bean in things. And Jennifer Connolly. I like Jennifer Connolly as well. She's cool. She does things. Which are pretty cool. She was actually really good in Top Gun. Actually, if you, I, I spoke about Top Gun last time. I think that's a really good, that's a really good movie. Top Gun Maverick, whoo, great movie. Anyway, so <laughs> the the kind of premise of apocalyptic films kind of works in today's society. Look at Walking Dead. Actually, that's massive. And Last of Us, that's like the resurgence in a kind of zombie horror, which is, uh, yeah, really good. It's meant to be really good, but. I just haven't watched it because of the HBO thing. I don't have paid TV, HBO. I know you can get it on binge or something like that, but at the moment I have a lot of streaming services that I'm not really taking advantage of. And then you throw in like the games pass as well and all the other bibs and bobs. Like it just takes a, it takes a strain and a toll really, isn't it? Cause you have to have like so many things like on the hook, isn't it? Yeah. I just realized that the clock behind me has actually started working again. So I don't know if it's been working the whole time or <laughs> or it just kind of stopped. You know, a broken clock is right twice a day, which is, yeah, which is pretty good. Well, it's not good, really. It doesn't that mean you're crazy. I mean, I've been crazy before. Maybe still am. Probably still am. Clearly a little unhinged. Happy with that, you know. So that's cool. That's cool. Mm. I think the, the, the coolest thing about a lot of, well, the coolest thing about making Metro 2033 a TV show, I think it should be done as an anime, you know, like, or like a kind of a cartoon, I think would have a lot better, I think you would get a better fan base as well, considering a lot of gamers kind of gravitate towards those kind of cartoon styles uh, anime in particular especially with the kind of resurgence of that kind of material through like dragon ball z like dragon ball super uh for one punch man chainsaw man uh oh geez there's so many like baki what's the the recent one cyberpunk 2077 edge runners like that was a really good series if you ever want to watch a series that pulls at your heartstrings and just really really shocks you to your emotional core about the the way the world is you know we talked about well i talked about uh, ai uh briefly you know and how like far it's come I was talking to a friend about it uh, a couple of nights ago now, maybe last week, a couple of nights ago, I think. And we're talking about the chat GPT bot. And, you know, he was saying like, you know, he's using it for all these different kinds of things. You just, you know, seeing how far the 
the AI can kind of go. So I was like, well, not to him, just in my own personal time, I had to mess around with it. And I did some like art and I, I put the art up. I think I put it up as today as a post or another day. But yeah, I did I did some art with it and I've, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I might jump on again and I'll, I'll get it to do the art for this podcast uh, episode and I'll put it on the... I'll, I'll put it on the, in the post that I do, mm. which would be pretty cool. It's very interesting to see what AI depicts as, cause I like made it do like the prettiest woman or the prettiest man. And it was interesting to see what it determined as like a pretty person. And a lot of, like the woman was, it was very European style and the man was very, like European kind of look like that giga chad thing and the woman look you know like a like a supermodel you know like a stock standard Kate Moss or like not to say that she's stock standard but you know it, it kind of looked more like a Kate Moss and a Scarlett Johansson kind of looking person which is very interesting as far as the AI to kind of depict that and I guess it would kind of run through the searches of like most search and you can imagine you know how much Scarlett Johansson searched on the daily I imagine through like her popularity of the Avengers and all that kind of stuff and you know all her other films as well I would say just going on a tangent I would say The Island is probably one of my favorite Scarlett Johansson performances because it's so cool seeing her and Ewan McGregor I, I like Ewan. Ewan 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 McGregor who's Scottish, actually. I like seeing him in movies. He's really cool. I first really dug him in oh, Train Spotting, I would say. Mm. And then, then he did like a long way round and a long way through or whatever, like his biker series was. That was really cool. That was awesome. Mm. I think what I, what I really liked about that show was how he just brought his friend along. He didn't bring another famous person. He just did it as like with a friend and yeah, it kind of created like this wholesome experience of like friendship as well, as far as, you know, it being more than just a show about bikes and even like another cling at his own popularity and like being famous, like he used it as a kind of method to bring his friends together, which brings me to episode 100 of the My Mind podcast with Stefan Taylor. It's going to be a watch party. It's going to be a, a watch-along audio commentary, which is going to be pretty cool. I won't tell you what movie, but it's going to be over an hour, and it's going to be my friends. We're going to do, a, do an, a, an audio commentary that no one asked for about a movie, which we'll wait and see. And let me know your feedback and... But when we put it out for the 100th episode, Spectacular, I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be great. I think it's it's going to be such a cool thing. I'd love to do more of it as well. Um, Yeah, which yeah, which would be cool. It'd be nice. I just need a bit more time, really. Yeah, If I can get like an extra four hours out of my week, <laughs> you know, I would love that. Just to like do this stuff, you know, like I'm going to do a YouTube video after this. Get ready because like this YouTube episode, it's like a scary game and I don't do well with scary games. I'm actually thinking about doing it at night 
so it like makes it more dramatic and I get a bit more scared but I also don't want to do that because it's scary <laughs> I'd rather do it during the day but all the you know it's it has less of an impact when you're you're not scared I guess <laughs> yeah or when it's daylight rather Anyway, going back to what I was saying, I think Metro 2033, I'd actually like to see, because it's three games as well, it'd be cool to see it as a, I'm just going to quickly jump on the Google uh, Metro, I'll just quickly type Metro, I need a Jamie, you know, like what he has, Metro 2033 uh, TV show, let's see, um, oh, there's actually a TV series. Oh, the film's delayed. Won't be coming in 2022. Um, it's had two episodes. It looks fan-made, I would say. That's mm, oh, a French one. Yeah, this is just an IMDb, the leading source of information and movie databases. <laughs> yeah, kind of doesn't... There's a lot of fan-made stuff, which is really interesting, but... Yeah, not really much about it. Yeah, anyway, so we'll close that. So I think Netflix should do one. I think that'd be a super popular series. And I think they would. it would follow the same trend of... It would follow the same trend of... What's the film? What's the show that I just talked about? Of, of Cyberpunk. I think it would follow that same kind of trend, which would be really, really cool. Yeah, because everybody loves Cyberpunk now. It had like that massive resurgence when the anime came out. I think it would do that for the game as well people would want to go back even the book as well yeah which is another one too like that had an anime series that was pretty good and the tv show which has gone under drastic changes um yeah which kind of sucks i really like henry cavill man eh? he was a good witcher i had my doubts because i wanted mads mickelson to be him but i guess he's just if that if it happened like around the same time as Hannibal, like Mads Mikkelsen would be a great Witcher, but I just don't think the world is ready for a Witcher TV show because it is very out there and it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Like the Witcher as a whole, you know, like the whole TV show is pretty, pretty crazy. And then the game's like even crazier, like to put that into a TV show is crazy. And then, yeah, the world just wasn't ready. We weren't ready for that yet. You know, the the world's like barely ready for the, Jeffrey Dahmer, <laughs> like biopic, you know? Yeah, we're barely ready for that. So I think it's it's probably like time and circumstance as well. Like a lot of things in life, you know, time and circumstance is what we are and what we become. Yeah. Which makes it makes it tough, but yeah, it's time and circumstance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. But it's also like a great circumstance as well, you know, to be a part of the kind of early setting of getting in on the ground floor is definitely something that is kind of more worth it, I would say, you know, especially with, um, especially with like a lot of those animes that are coming out now. I mean, you know, watching Evangelion on like SBS at 10.30 at night when they would show like a lot of these animes on like Australian TV for sure. 
Because when we were young, the only way to kind of watch these animes and like Ghost in the Shell as well, the only way to watch them was on SBS, which is like our kind of international uh, kind of culture channel where it had a lot of shows from like, a, you know, there's a lot of Philippine shows, uh, German, European shows, a lot of subtitled text. So like even like the original uh, Evangelion, like Neon Genesis and Bubblegum Crisis, they were Gundam Wing as well. Like they weren't super popular here. Dragon Ball Z was because it was a morning cartoon kind of scenario. So that had like a different kind of audience. But if you wanted to watch like a more adult kind of manga anime, then yeah, you had to kind of wait. You had to kind of wait for it to kind of be on DVD. And you had you had to be a fan of it. And yeah, the way you would kind of hear about those kind of shows is through a friend you know there weren't you couldn't just google like best anime <laughs> because like the internet wasn't around it's even crazy to go from talking about ai and chat gpt and having like your phone essentially is your planner <laughs> and then you know to when i was young if you wanted to write like a paper or you know do research on a movie you had to physically go and watch the movie. You had to physically go and buy the movie and then bring it home and watch it or, you know, get a <laughs> an encyclopedia <laughs> from the library and start, like, doing research. And even that was me when I was a teenager, you know, like that. There was very early internet, you know, in the early 2000s and that. Like, yeah, it's so crazy. Like, a lot of my information that I've held on to more or less came from like the back of a VHS and like there used to be this thing on DVD I think I've spoken about it before but there was these things where you could go into it would have like actors bios and you would go and watch you would go to like the bio in the menu and you could go into it and it would tell you every single movie they've been into so that's how I discovered like a lot of Robert De Niro's and Al, Ch- Al Pacino's and even Robert Downey Jr. Um, oh, Daryl Hannah, like so many actors just had this back catalog of movies that you would just have to like go and watch to find out more and like see them in these great films. That's how I found out about Dog Day Afternoon. Eh? It was like one of the uh, Dog Day Afternoon. It's this great Al Pacino movie about, it's a Sidney Lumet film about, um, who's it about? Uh, it's about the the guy that robs a bank to he he robs the bank out of love, and what he wants to do is he wants to he wants to rob the bank so he can get enough money for his girlfriend slash boyfriend to get a sex change, and you know that's kind of the whole story, and that's that's lovely, isn't it? But it's also like whoa, that is a crazy plot line for a movie and like the crazy the plot line really is that it's it's true it was a true story yeah anyway so that's how i found about it about dog Day afternoon it was like one of the special features on on a dvd <laughs> in like the actor's bio of like donny brasco or something like that you know like it was yeah even like there's another great Sydney Lumet film with Vin Diesel. It's actually Vin Diesel's best film. I know what you're thinking. It's Fast and Furious 4, but it's actually not. <laughs> Vin Diesel's best film is 
I think one of his best performances is in in a little movie called Knockaround Guys with uh, Seth Rogen and Dennis Hopper. And there's another guy in it too, but I can't remember his name. And that is really good. He's really good in that because he plays like a Jewish Italian guy. So he's not quite, it's a mob movie, but he basically plays an enforcer. And, you know, he just suits that role and he does a very good job in that role, which is, I guess, masculine dominance, (laughs) you know, and like he can pick a fight with all these people and come out on top. You know, that's like his, that's like his skill is that he's on top. So, you know, which is really cool. And his other, one of his, his greatest dramatic performance is a movie called Find Me Guilty with uh, Sidley Lumet, uh, by Sidley Lumet, starring Vin Diesel and a couple of other like kind of f- familiar mob faces. But that's a true story as well. That's what's even crazier. Find Me Guilty. It's about a mob guy who, uh, Jackie, oh, Jackie someone. Jackie is probably my favorite name for an Italian guy. Uh, Jackie Diamo or Jackie someone. They might've changed it for the film. Anyway. He was actually a real dude who they had this Rico case against like the Chicago mob or something like that and or New York. It might have been New York. Anyway, so they had all these mobsters on a Rico, which was a Rico was like a massive case against organized crime. The federal government in America kind of created like the Rico rules to group in organized racketeering. Uh, I can't remember what the I stands for, criminal organization, or or the, it was like conspiracy to commit organized crime, which was like a way to get the higher ups in organized crime to actually charge them with something essentially, because a lot of the street criminals, as much as they were getting told to do these things by higher ups in the mob, the, you know, people who were head of the, these mob families, I guess, these crime families didn't really, they didn't associate with them. So they couldn't get charged for these crimes that, you know, younger people were doing, I guess. So they created a RICO. Anyway, so in this RICO case, uh, everybody's got these fancy pants lawyers and you've got to imagine like mob buddy back then in like the 90s was quite large as well. You know, like a lot of the, the wealth that they accumulated was kind of intergenerational wealth as well. So that was money that they had before. And then every, every kind of mob outlet had a legitimate business as well as illegitimate, because that was like the problem with Al Capone. He had, that's why they got him because of the tax evasion. He wasn't paying taxes because he didn't have legitimate businesses that he could funnel money through essentially. So the money that he was recording and accumulated of buying didn't match up with the money that he was earning on as far as the, the government was concerned. So it didn't line up with his taxes. His income far exceeded his outcome, right? So that's where they kind of got him. It's a bigger story than that, but that's essentially kind of the gist of it, right? So then, so what happens in this film is that Vin Diesel's character, Jackie someone, essentially defends himself. (laughs) And 
everyone's like, what are you doing? You're embarrassing all of us, eh? Like, and he's just telling it like it is, you know? Like, he's just this unapologetic character who's just saying facts and facts and facts and just saying, like, yeah, you know, I was a drug addict, you know? Like, yeah, I did kill people or I did enforce people on that. But, you know, yeah, uh, it's just such a good performance because it's a wholesome performance as well. As much as he's a bad guy, he's also essentially trying to be the good guy. Like, he, no one ever intentionally becomes like that villainous character, you know, like he's such a lovable guy in it, you know, he's like everybody's friend and yeah. And uh, it's even sadder because he's like still locked up and everybody gets to go home and then they finally get the case thrown out and he's still serving time. So he has to go like go to prison and he like helps essentially get all these families off the hook, you know, in a roundabout way. I can't remember if that's the real story, like that part, but yeah, it was one of Sidley Lumet's like last films as well. You know, people underestimate how good of a director he was, you know, but the, all the actors that I'm sure worked with him because he died not long after Find Me Guilty. Uh, I think that was 2006, I want to say, or 2005. Great film. Great film. I suggest everybody goes and watches Find Me Guilty because it's a great, it's a really good movie. Yeah, he has his old chair as well. Oh. And like Vin Diesel's got hair as well. <laughs> I think that should be a reason you watch it. So, you can hear the music playing, and did anyone catch the mishap last week where somehow the outro was actually the first part of the podcast? Did anyone catch that? No one said anything, so I think it went pretty un- unnoticed. But maybe that was just like me trying to mess around. It was me... It was, if I'm honest, I don't know what happened because I listened to it and it said like all the episodes were kind of lined up and it was all sweet and good and that, but I guess it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, if you've been enjoying the show and thanks for hanging around for the 93rd episode of the show. Um, I think, you know, like you should go and check it out on all of the places you can check it out. Like it's available everywhere. Google, Apple, um amazon spotify uh anchor anchor like the app it's it's just available everywhere you consume podcasts really so you can go and check it out right and to further that point you should go check out the instagram page which is the my mind podcast official instagram it's m-y-m-n-d-p-d-c-s-t m-y-m-n-d-p-d-c-s-t essentially it's my mind podcast right with no vowels. I mean, how unique and how incredible. That's so cool, right? <laughs> you can also go to the YouTube channel and check out all the YouTube gaming content that's coming out or, you know, is out, essentially, which is the the same name, M-Y-M-N-D-P-D-C-S-T. There will obviously be links in the, in the, in the bio and, and the description of this episode where you can go and check it out. You can go to Twitter, M-Y-M-N-D-P-D-C-S-T, and find out that I do nothing. I try, but uh, I try. I, I really try, but it's just hard to understand. I don't get it. You can also go to the Facebook page, My Mind With, uh, My Mind With's uh, podcast page and group. You can go check out that. Leave a like and a comment and whatever. You can email me, mymindpodcast at gmail.com. Go and send an email if you have a question to that. 
and stay tuned for the 100th episode which is going to be an awesome surprise you know we're almost there we're so close we're six away after this yeah which is nuts totally nuts you know so yeah go and go and check that out anyway have a wonderful day and we'll talk soon i'm sure